You're listening to the Kitchen Obsessed Podcast. Every week, we discuss the challenges facing modern restaurant kitchens and the technologies to help solve them. Now, here's your host, Sean Shankle. Hi, everyone. This is season two of the Kitchen Obsessed Podcast. I'm Sean Shankle. This podcast focuses on the evolving challenges facing restaurant kitchens in 2023 and beyond from the perspective of operators, technologists, and customers. As always, our goal is to make this podcast useful to operators, and to that end, please let us know what subjects you'd like discussed by emailing us at podcast at freshtechnology.com. As long as it has to do with operational and technological problems and solutions in and around the kitchen, we'll look at hosting an industry expert to discuss it. Today, we are talking with Brian Soler, the Chief Product Officer at Spot On. Spot On is a multi-industry cloud-first point-of-sale system that prioritizes relationships with customers and partners. As a result, they are very hands-on in consulting, implementing, and supporting a restaurant during the course or term of its relationship. Today, we're going to be talking about open versus closed partner ecosystems and what that really means. Brian, it is great to have you. Amazing to be here. All right. So tell us a little bit about Spot On and what you are focusing on in the back half of 2023. Yeah, so we're focused on a few things. Number one, our, our the vast majority of our business is focused around restaurants. And I think one of the things that we've been doing over the course of 2023 is, is really tripling down on that focus. So we're doing a lot to bring new hardware to the market. We're doing a lot to bring new integrations, something I know that you and I both have a, a shared passion for. And one of the things that my team and I are, are doing is we're focusing a lot on making sure that we're getting out of the building and talking directly to our, our users and their guests to understand what, what are the pain points. To make sure that we don't just iterate on the next thing, but we come up with the best thing that will help solve their problem. Yeah, I see that with Spot On too. You, you're very relationship focused. You're very focused on connecting with the operators sort of from soup to nuts, beginning to end. So, all right, let's talk. You have a strong partner-focused ecosystem approach. You personally and I've talked about this. Tell me why. I grew up and, and my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, a bunch of cousins, all own restaurants. Uh, kind of grew up in, in that world. And you know, one of the things that we talk about here is Matt Hyman, Zach Hyman, the, the CEOs, like they are our boss, but we answer to the restaurants. Uh, we answer to our customers. And one of the things that we think a lot about is like, what is the best thing for them? It's not what's the best thing for our business, it's what's the best thing for them. And then if we do that right, then the business will take care of itself. I've always believed that there's a little bit of hubris in believing that everything that you build will be the best thing. And if you're obsessed with delivering the maximum amount of value to your customer, in this case, the restaurant, you have to have low ego about whether or not we built it or someone else built it. And you have to be really focused on like, can we deliver that value to that person so that they can have the best experience possible? I think that makes sense. So let's double down a little bit on this because what I see or maybe we see in the market is there's been an evolution or sort of a cyclical evolution of open versus closed ecosystems with point of sale systems over the past, I don't know, decades. I think that's right. And I think delivering value for the restaurants, for our partners, for our partner restaurants, if that that needs to be the North Star. And I, I would wonder too, if even those who have more of a closed ecosystem approach would agree with delivering value as being the number one priority. 
At what point does that run up against economics for, say, spot on or a point of sale system or does it? Does that question make sense? Makes perfect sense. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I just we just had our team offsite and um, we were talking about this exact thing. And, you know, when you're on a plane and uh, they say, hey, like if, if there's an emergency, make sure that you get your mask on so that you can get the mask on for the person next to you. We genuinely believe that we have kind of the, the values and the moral compass that uh, have a really important role to play. And for us to be able to play that role, we need to be here. And so there's a bunch of areas where people ask for economics that would absolutely annihilate the business or they would crush our partner or they'd crush our customer. And you know we're stewards of our customer's business and also our business. So we want to make sure that those economics are you know, everyone talks about the win-win-win. At minimum, you know, win-win-draw or win-draw-win. And then I think as it relates to integrations, you know, you talked about this, the cyclical nature of it. There's this temptation that I see play out where people make their own products win by creating economics in the opposite direction. They make it, a, a, there's a huge tariff to use a partner. Or, you know, our thing is artificially cheap. That's not doing the right by the customer, I don't think. Um, and so we've been pretty obsessed about building out a partnerships team that is also obsessed about the customers. I think that's right. And I think, I mean, we are seeing examples where that strategy, the tariff or sort of the falsely deflated price, or even the closed systems, that strategy over time doesn't seem to work because. Ultimately, as we know, the restaurant industry is very fragmented. It's very large, which always provides opportunities for new entrants to come in and provide some disruption somewhere. And so I do think that the North Star truly has to be the most amount of value to, to the end restaurant. And I am a believer that it is providing a robust partner ecosystem. I agree with you. I've got to put the oxygen mask on me before I, on my kid. That way I get it. And I think everybody, the operators, the restaurant operators I know understand that. I think what we find is, especially when we get into open markets or public markets, I wonder or posit that sometimes point of sale or whatever the new evolution of that is, you know, starts to get pulled in directions that then sort of run counter to that spirit. But that is not a conversation we need to have today. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say that, and it's it's the reason that I've, I've loved being and working in the point of sale business is because at our core, we're payments business. And what that means is that we are directly incentivized, if we're doing it right, we're directly incentivized to make our businesses grow. Um, and if you grow 20%, well, you know, we grew 20%. Um, I mean, there's, there's definitely kind of less good actors out there that are saying like, Hey, we could, we could just extract more value. Um, and I don't think that that's the right way to do it, but I, I do think that the payments aspect makes us like true partners to the business. And I always think about when I go out to a restaurant, number one, you know, that could have been my aunt, that could have been my uncle, that could have been my grandparent. But number two, restaurants are, they're part of our, our life. They're part of our community. And if a restaurant is out there using spot on and they're not having a great ex like experience, I don't want to not be able to go to that restaurant anymore. Yeah, right. you know, I want to make sure they love it so that when they know that I work there, that, right. you know, they're giving me high fives and, you know, they're not pulling you over and saying, you need to fix this. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So 
what does partnership mean? And, you know, as always, we'll work to sort of impact this back on the kitchen. But this technology that we, we look at the world at Fresh as sort of the kitchen being the center of the star or the hub of the spokes. And so as, as technology integrates with the technological hub, which would be, say, spot on or the, the point of sale system, obviously, you know, some partners are going to do that better than others. So in your mind, does partner focus, does that mean a wide range of partners? Does that mean a narrow range of partners? Does that mean established partners versus new partners? People talk about best of breed I don't think that's an accurate term anymore. I really think about it as in best of fit because you can have some third party applications that might be best of breed for this specific niche or a specific way. And so it's going to be basically, you know, how they fit together. So is partnership in your mind, is it partner ecosystem, open ecosystem? Is that everybody? Is that a narrow few? And if so, who gets who gets gated in? So I have I have a, a slightly nuanced answer for you, which is let, let me let me kind of rewind the tape a bit. Which is if you look at a truly open ecosystem where anyone can come in and everyone can play, like I I like the democracy of that the the kind of free market aspect of it. The downside of that I think is that there is an element of outsourced pain that plays out. And you know when I when I think about uh, a lot of the restaurant owners that that I know and have relationships with, they're amazing at running an operation. They're amazing at cooking food, but they are not the type of person that wants to or has the skills to go in and look at five different technology solutions and say, "Hey, this is the best one." And so what we've been talking about a lot is this idea of you know let folks come in, let folks use it but also be partners, like true partners to our restaurants and say, hey, look, there's 20 of them out there. These are the two that we would focus on. And we're going to take it on ourselves to do the diligence of like, hey, who's the best player out there? That way we can help them move forward without outsourcing the pain. And I think it's good. Again, this is me expressing my opinion, which I will fully admit is tainted. But I think value is not had without, say, a point of sale or some type of order generation system. But I think allowing openness for innovation, right, for young companies to come in and be able to try, it's, it's the, it is the lifeblood for the operators and the lifeblood for us as technologists. And I think to your point, like choosing, you know, hey, this one, we think these ones or these couple are what we see as best right now. It allows the new, the new innovative companies to come in and, and do that and then compete to continue to raise their the standard of their technology to get to be in that top couple of spaces. And I think that to me, as somebody who leads a partner company, I know we would take that challenge all day long. Let us come in and then let us work our way up to prove that we are the best. Because I think it helps the operators. I think it helps the partners. I think it helps the point of sale systems. One thing I'd throw out there, building on what you said, is I think that there's really complementary aspects to what we're bringing to the party, so to speak. So when I think of, and I was on a podcast once where someone said that the point of sale is the heart of the, the restaurant. And I don't think that's true. I think that the kitchen is the heart of the restaurant. You're not just saying that because I do. I'm not just saying <laughs> that. I genuinely believe it. I'm on record saying yeah, it right. elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I think the... The point of sale and, and a lot of the integrations that that play out through it, we can act as connective tissue to some of like the great solutions that are out there. Um, but show me a kitchen that's not working, and I'll show you a restaurant that's not going to be there that long. 
Um, and the reverse is true too. Like when you go to an amazing restaurant and you see that kitchen just humming, it's it's like watching a ballet. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Okay, so then I'll come back to that. How in your mind do you balance first party versus third party, especially on competing products? And by the way, for those who may not know, first party would be like spot on built product. Third party would be like a third party uh, partner integrating with spot on. So I kind of think about a couple of different things. Uh, number one is I think about what's what's the best thing for the customer. And I'm a big believer in, in free markets. And I think that a first priority product should win because it is better. Um, and it's fine if it's better because it integrates better with other things that are within the company or, or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, and this is where being a payments company, I think is, is so beneficial to us. We really want the business to work as well as possible. And that XYZ feature or product is less valuable to us than the business being as successful as it can be. One thing that I, I really believe, though, is as it relates to kind of first party and third party, is I like to see those worlds combine as much as possible. So, you know, whether it be through gray labeled solutions, white labeled solutions, figuring out ways for us to make it feel more native, because while people want to have the perfect stack, they don't want to feel like they got together and duct taped together 17 different things. Uh, they want it to feel seamless. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So following that, like if we were to fast forward two years, three years, what do you think the POS and third party ecosystem looks like? So I'll give you the easy answer and then I'll give you the uh, the more kind of future focused answer. So um, the easy answer is I think it looks like a lot more uh, user choice in terms of restaurants going in, toggling things on and off as they would like, having things like very seamlessly pop into their workflows. Uh, a lot of communication directly between our customer support team, our third party's customer support teams. We want the product to feel cohesive and that's that's really, really important to us. Uh, in terms of where first party or third party is, is kind of going longer term, I am deeply interested in what's happening with AI right now. Um, and just, you know, we, we think about integrations taking, you know, months or quarters. Uh, I think that we're not that far off from a world where AI is connecting these things in, you know, weeks, uh, if not days. And so that's going to be an awesome thing for for the users because they should have dramatically more choice. I think that I think that makes sense because we've seen people focusing on just managing integrations using AI. And so because there are a lot of variables, but they're relatively fixed, even though there are a ton. And that's a perfect use case for AI to step in and solve things like integrations and data flow a lot easier. So, you know, as we've seen venture money sort of wane in the restaurant tech business, I think the AI will be stepping in to fill that gap from an innovation standpoint. So um, if you had one piece of advice for SMB operators regarding how to sort through the vast amounts of products and partners now, what would it be? But I'm going to tag on to that also to set them up to being able to take advantage of how that ecosystem will change in the upcoming couple of years. What would the advice be? So the two things that I would say, um, the first is always look for a reference. Always look to talk to another business owner that has used that product. Uh, I, I think about one of one of the roles I played for one of my uncles is he calls me and he, when he says, hey, I think, I think someone just pitched me something really cool. And then I'll be like, the technology is not possible. Like what they're saying is, <laughs> no, that company, and it's illegal for them to do that. Like that's a, um, 
Right. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing, it's just kind of been looking forward a little bit. There is going to be a lot of new opportunity for businesses. And I, I think the other piece of advice that I have is uh, don't let the status quo hold you from the best version of yourself. Because you've done something a certain way for 10 or 15 years, like the restaurant industry is easily one of the most competitive you know, in the world. And so um, hopefully folks are embracing change and they're embracing the best version of the operation that they can run. Uh, and that's probably going to involve a lot of partnerships and a lot of a lot of new technologies that are just coming out. That's good. And especially as we dovetail that back into the kitchen and kitchen workflow. And that's really sort of part of what we wanted to sort of tease out here on the podcast is operational uh, workflow and technologies are changing rapidly as they impact the kitchen. And some might say like, you know, cooking food is cooking food and we've been doing it for thousands of years. And that's true. But I think it's a competitive business. And so what we all need to be focused on is providing a great quality product. And by product, I mean food, the food and the experience that the kitchen creates while continuing to find better and better margin with technology. And I think the changes in technology will will embrace that. And I think that's a lot of you know what you're saying. When we have a fine-tuned kitchen machine, when we fine-tuned it 10 years ago or even five years ago, now with new technology offerings, it may be worth re-fine-tuning it using some of the new tools. Yeah. I, that's exactly right. And the, the example that I, I talk, we talked about a lot is how many people do you see walking around with a eight-year-old cell phone? <laughs> you just don't see that. But you see a lot of people that are having, you know, whether it be a point of sale system, whether it be, you know, the printed receipt in the kitchen, they're operating their business like they did in 1985. That's right. And with the new cell phone that's not old, I'm also changing how I interact with my world so that I can do it more efficiently and effectively. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brian Solar, for joining us on this podcast episode of Open versus Closed Partner Ecosystems. Yeah, this is great. As always, let us know if you would like us to discuss a specific topic in and around the kitchen with an industry expert. You can email us at podcast at freshtechnology.com. And we hope that you have a great operational week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Kitchen Obsessed podcast. If you work in a restaurant and are interested in appearing on the podcast, send us an email at podcast at freshtechnology.com and tell us your story. We'll be back next week with more tips from the kitchen.